Hey, welcome to the Play, Move, Improve podcast. You're listening to Robin Papworth. I'm a mum of three little ones, an exercise physiologist, developmental educator and early learning speaker. I'll be empowering you to set up engaging play activities to improve children's development, health and learning outcomes. Thank you for listening. Hey everyone, here's another episode from me, Robin Papworth from Play, Move, Improve. Today I wanted to share a quick story with you about a little prep boy who's six years old. Had a great chat with his mum today about how we can help to support him in the classroom and I thought that you might also gain some inspiration and gain some ideas from it as well. So the backstory behind this little boy is, as I said, he's six, he's in prep and it's his first term of a big being a big prep kid and what he's finding is he's getting really distracted in the classroom. What the teacher has reported is that he will often go to circle time and go to mat time and then on his way back to his table, he'll get distracted in that transition. So the distraction might be he forgets to take his pencil and his book to the table or he'll forget to actually walk to his table and he'll get distracted and need to be redirected to his table. He might be chatting to people in between the transition and getting overwhelmed with what's happening next. At home, mum is also a teacher, so mum's been really amazing at home giving him a visual schedule. So in the morning, he's currently supported getting ready for school with a visual schedule of doing his teeth, his hair, putting his clothes on. So that seems to be working at home, the visual prompt, but at school, obviously, that hasn't been set up yet. It's only term one. So what we want to look at and when we talk to the teacher about the challenges that he's having is we really need to determine why he's distracted because we all know that he's distracted, but why is he distracted? So what some of the things that I look for when I'm looking at a child who's easily distracted is, is it just in transition? So is it just the planning process going from point A to point B? or going to what's happening now to what's happening next? Is he easily distracted even during classwork? Is he easily distracted during circle time? Once we work out where he's easily distracted, what part of the day he's distracted, we can start to break it down. Basically, my job in the classroom is to sort out the puzzle, to put the pieces of the puzzle together. And when I have a child who's been reported as being distracted in class, that's very general. It's a very general term. Well, I love that we have an idea of what the issue might be. It's, well, why? Why is this little boy distracted? Some things that I've spoke about before is I might start by talking about what was his delivery when he was born like? Was it Did he have forcep delivery? Was there a delay in him being born? For example, a long, stressful labor? Was there a C-section? Was it a natural birth? Now, those questions sound really um, intrusive and really quite personal to ask a family, but it can give us an indication of his oxygen levels at birth. It can give us an indication of his stress levels at birth because if we look at a baby's brain and how plastic it is and how easily formed it is, if there's been challenges at birth, then there may be reasons why he's having difficulty with his his arousal and his attention and his focus later in life. So we asked those questions first. I asked those questions to this mum and she had a normal delivery, no stress at birth, no issues. But what we're still seeing is this frontal lobe challenge where we're unable to think about consequences. When we go out into the yard, she reported that he would play outside and you would find him all of a sudden quite risky in what he was doing. He wasn't thinking about consequences like, oh, I should ask mum if this is okay or I should make sure that I'm safe. So that forward frontal lobe planning is something that was highlighted in our conversation. Other things that were also highlighted in our conversation, which comes from the frontal lobe, 
is the ability to manage his excitement. So what would happen is if he played with a child who was quite excitable, he would become excitable and elevated and he would find itself really hard to self-regulate. So all these pieces of the puzzle have to come together if we want to be able to help this little boy. So what I've asked is for this information to go back to his integration aid or his education support officer. And we want to start looking at the puzzle more deeply. So what some of the questions that I gave to her and what you can do for your own students is when he's distracted, what is he doing? For example, he might be rolling around on the floor. He might be rocking back and forward in his chair. He might be biting his pencils. He might be chopping up his work. We need to determine what he's doing when he's distracted. That can give us information about what sensory, sensory sensation he's seeking. So for example, children that like to roll around on the floor at circle time, it could be a vestibular challenge. So it could be the vestibular system is in the inner ear and loves head movement. So when we roll, we get a full 360 degree rotation of our head. So we could be rolling for that. We could be rolling across the floor because we like proprioception. So we like that deep pressure sensation. So we're rolling across our peers because it feels good because we're bumping into them and we get that pressure. Another distraction might be he might be biting on his pencils. So that could be, we call it oral seeking. He loves the pressure in his mouth or he likes the taste of the pencils. We really need to work out the fine detail. And what I love about when we work with kids is you can sometimes ask them, you know, I see that you're biting on your pencil. Why do you do that? Does it taste good? Does it feel good? Is it cold? Is it hot? When we work out what is distracting them, we work out really what the problem is, we can then find a solution. But what can sometimes happen is we know that there's an arousal or an attention challenge. We know that that's happening for them, but we don't know why. So we give them a fidget toy that we think is going to help. And that fidget toy might be a piece of elastic that they pull, but they're seeking tactile. They're seeking nice, soft feeling of the carpet, or they're seeking tactile because they like to twirl their hair and play with their hair. And then we give them a fidget toy that actually uses a different sensation of the body. So instead of improving their arousal level and their attention, it's actually distracting their sensation. So it's a really difficult situation. So what I suggest is watching what the child is doing in that moment. What are they doing when they're distracted? Write that information down. Feel free to send it to me. I have online parenting sessions and online classroom consultations if you need. Or if you just want to lend an ear, if you want me to lend an ear, always happy to do that. Write down what they're doing when they're distracted and then look in the environment and what could be distracting them. So one thing is we get distracted by our own body. We twirl our hair, we bite our nails, or we get distracted by the environment. So you can't see my beautiful window here, but I have a beautiful bushland outside this window. And what I often see children do is they stare out into the distance because the trees are distracting them or they'll have a sudden shadow come into their visual field. And when we're distracted by visual things around us, we can then look distracted, but it hasn't come from our own body. It's come from the environment around us. Other things that can distract us is the sound of a fan or the sound of a crackling refrigerator. It could be the sound of our friend who's tapping their pencil. And while us as teachers or myself as a consultant, I'm not distracted by that tapping sound. A child with auditory sensitivities may be distracted by that tapping sound. So we really have to look at in the moment, 
what they're distracted by and how they then become dis disengaged in the activity. So we're looking at the beforehand activities. So for example, fans running, child's distracting them, noise outside. And then what are they doing to refocus themselves? I'll show you a picture and that might help. So what could happen for a child is they're sitting at their optimal levels. This is arousal and attention. I'm sorry, it's back to front, but what we're looking at is this optimal level of arousal. So say for example, they're up the top and they're really focused and they're engaged in the activity, but then all of a sudden a tree moves in the, in the area outside and they become distracted. So they go down in their level of attention and arousal. Then what can happen is nothing happens for a while. We're getting quite bored sitting in the same plastic chair. We seek proprioception or we seek movement. So then we're under aroused and we have not enough sensory information. So what we'll do is we'll distract ourselves to increase our own arousal. Makes sense, yeah? We are either increasing our own arousal because we're not getting enough sensory information that our brain needs or we're over distracted by the other sensations happening in the classroom. Now it sounds complicated and, and it is because you've got possibly 20 to 30 children in your class all with their own sensory profile and it's how do we manage that? Well, how we manage that is we have a sensory profile of all the children in the class. Now that doesn't all have to be done in one day. That's just if you see typical children who are distracted or easily distracted, it's getting these really important pieces of information. What distracts them and what do they look like when they're distracted? We add that information together and we put it as a, a classroom sensory profile of, okay, so we know that five to six children in our class love the feeling of proprioception, love the rolling and the bumping into each other and the jumping and the hopping. So we know that every hour we all stand up from our chair and we all jump on the spot five times, we hop around our table once or then we crawl to circle time and you're giving them that sensory information that they need and then their body will be back to the optimal level of attention and arousal. If we don't do that for children, then they're going to distract themselves. They're going to be rocking in their chair. They're going to be hanging upside down from their chair. They will do whatever they need to get to the optimal level of attention inappropriately usually, or we as teachers can every hour provide them with that sensory break for them. It sounds a lot. It sounds exhausting. I'm here to help you. It's fine. All we need is the information of what's distracting these kids and what do they look like when they're distracted? And we can work out that puzzle together. Hopefully this video has helped you. I'm really hoping that the parent that I had a great chat with this morning, please share this video with your teachers or your learning support staff. Get them to think about what their behavior really looks like down to the minor detail. It might be that a child is looking at the dust on the windowsill or that the child is looking at the whiteboard markers and all the whiteboard markers aren't in line on the whiteboard and that's distracting them until they can fix that then they're going to not be at their optimal level of attention for me i'm really driven by proprioception you can see i rarely have my hands still i'm always playing with a texter or a pencil or i'm always holding a hot cup of coffee because i'm driven by 
pressure and movement. That's why I do the job I do, but I'm really distracted by any sound. So most of my environment is quiet when I have my own way. But when I'm in a classroom, I can't have that. So in my mind, I give myself timers. I go, okay, so in my mind, I'm like, I'm only in this environment for 45 minutes and then I'm gonna have a quiet break. It's important to teach our children that too. You can say, okay, Johnny, I understand you don't like sound. You have 10 more minutes of sound and then I'm going to allow you to do your maths homework in a tent that's covered around in cushions so it's quiet and then you're gonna get them at their optimal level of attention and arousal. It's all about finding that happy medium for the children. And how we do that is what's distracting them and what sensation are they seeking so I can help them to appropriately get to their level of optimal arousal rather than them being cheeky and inappropriate in the classroom. Hopefully that has given you enough information. Please always comment below with your questions. I'm always here to help. If you would like to send me your list of what you're finding in your classroom, happy to read it and happy to give some feedback. I also have online parenting sessions. So go to my Facebook page, Play, Move, Improve. You can go to the photo section where it's online workshops and you can click on there and you'll see all of my online workshops on there. If you're listening to this as a podcast, you'll find the notes in the show notes. You can go through the links from there. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to the beautiful parent who we had a great coffee chat with. I'm, I'm sure you helped me just as much as I helped you. You helped me with my son and I'm hopefully helping you with your son. This is what this community is all about, helping each other, getting each other through the day because we do have special kids that aren't inside that typical curriculum box. And if we can all be here to support each other, then my, my goal is achieved. So have a fantastic day and any questions, please feel free to ask. You have been listening to Robin Papworth, exercise physiologist, developmental educator, speaker, author, mum of three from Play, Move, Improve. If you have enjoyed our content, please leave a review on iTunes, Spotify or on our website, playmoveimprove.com.au. Have a great day.